Monday on the inner life means Monday pun day. As we're in the midst of bow hunting season here in the upper Midwest, thought I'd share this one today. Hey, have you ever tried blindfolded archery? Man, you don't know what you're missing. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, where our main focus, believe it or not, is not sharing terrible puns, but rather offering you some spiritual direction to help you live out your walk of faith better today. The puns are just icing on the cake. My name is Patrick Conley. Well, television, music, videos, and reels, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, car engines, and wheels, dogs barking, kids squawking, horns honking, and lo, phones dinging, birds singing, and yes, even talk radio. There are so many noises and sounds that fill up each and every day. I'm convinced that we begin to grow impervious to it. In fact, we come to expect it, and in some cases, we even rely on it. I mean, if things get too quiet... We turn on some so-called background noise, even if we have to use headphones or earbuds to keep it from interfering with other people's chosen playlists of background noise. Now, don't get me wrong. The right music can have a positive effect on us. Watching well-produced Catholic videos can help us grow in faith. And certainly, listening to relevant radio has made a difference in many people's lives. All sound is not bad sound. But all too often... We have a passive attitude towards silence. Sure, we may let it come when it comes, but we don't necessarily seek it out. We're not intentional about it. We don't necessarily seek it out and then enter into it. What damage is that doing to our spiritual lives? And how can you grow in your relationship with the Lord by factoring in planned times of silence? Today on the program, we're talking about creating space for silence. Our spiritual director for today is Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric is the administrator of the four parishes of Janesville, Wisconsin. Father Eric, good to be speaking with you again. Welcome back. Hello, Patrick. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to be here. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a little while. Always pleased to welcome you back on the program here. Well, why why is silence so important, Father? What what are some of the key aspects that really it, it contributes to our spiritual lives? You know, when... Um uh, Cardinal Seurat wrote that book, the, uh, the Power of Silence, I guess. He, he starts talking to a Carthusian monk mm. towards the end of it. And um, he goes to this monk, he goes, you know, monks love silence. And the monk responds, no, we do not love silence. We love God. And you find God in silence. Oh, nice. And so, and so that's the point of silence, not just to be silent. It's we're, we're searching for that still whispering song, which is the God that loves us. And if we're not going to find him, we're not going to have intimacy with him uh, unless we're making room for him in our, in our thoughts and in our heart. And, and that just that requires, you know, emptying our thoughts and our minds of, uh, of all the things that uh, rattle around in there. Mm-hmm. And furthermore... And when we talk about silence, I mean, actually, you know, there's, I forget where this, there's this room where it's like the most silent place on the planet, you know, it costs, I don't know, half a million dollars, something like that to build this, okay. to build this room, you know, and you go in there and they say people, you know, they can hear their heartbeat and they can hear the blood going through their veins and it starts to drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, literally we, it, we're not talking about just silence as in silence. When we say silence, what we're really meaning is just to get rid of distractions that are coming into our mind. And there's two things um, 
that happen when we do that. Number one is we start to discover God. But again, we start to discover, discover ourselves. A lot of people just aren't at home with who they are as a person. They haven't come to grips with their own sinfulness and their own anxieties and their own difficulties. And so they need to live in a, in a world of distraction just to um, keep their mind off of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to eliminate distractions. And, and we're going to call that for the sake of um, um, the program, silence, looking for silence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking for silence. And uh, you mentioned the Carthusians, and um, obviously uh, the silence of the monastery is something that's, uh, well, it's it's well-renowned, right? But um, going all the way back to 2011, Pope Benedict XVI gave a, uh, gave a talk there, and he talks about um, he talks about the noise of this life, and he, here's what he says. He says most young people who are already born in this state seem to fill every empty moment with music and images, almost afraid to feel the void, the void that silence creates. And a couple questions that spring from that, for from those comments, for from my end anyway, my way of thinking is that it's uh, it's interesting when he says already born in this state. It's almost like you know a. a baby whose mother is addicted to uh, an illicit drug or something like that is born with this addiction. What do you think about that, Father? Do you think do you think kids these days are actually being born into a state of uh, the need for noise? Yeah, I I would I would agree. You know, you're born, you know, the, the radio's playing on your way home in the, you know, in your yeah. mom's arms, you know, and the, the TV's on when you get into the house. I mean, how many, I just can't believe it, you know, how, how many people just have TVs just going all the time? You know, you visit your, their homes and you're having a conversation with them and the TV is just on, you know, yeah. it's just, um, so I, yeah, I would agree with that. that we, yeah. we live in that. And the silence that we have, that we don't have, I mean, it's not just much the noise that we got, but e- even the, how bad that noise is these days, mm. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. full of hatred and licentiousness. And here's another little thing for you. I was, um, and we'll talk about this a little later in the program about the need to carve out, you know, a good half hour prayer. But I, I should have wrote this down, but there's a saint in talking about how we just really have to spend time looking for silence because there's just so much noise in the world and so much distraction. And that saint was writing in the 17th century. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't think but, things have gotten any better since then, Father? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> But you think about it, that was, you know, that was the, the printing press was invented, you know, transportation had improved. You know, there's more hustle and bustle, and it was just driving the state nuts. You know, where, you know, it used to be, you know, if, if you know, if a pope died, you found about it a month and a half later, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. you just lived in, in, the, in the simplicity of, um, of, of the things around you, and that's just completely gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. something happens on the other side of the world, and, and, and you know it sometimes before people in that same city know it. <laughs> Yeah, right. And you said a month and a half later you find out about it. Now it's a second and a half later that you find yeah. out if, if something like a pope dies. And maybe there's a question there too, Father, about the relationship between our lack of silence and also the the increased pace of life, or at least the pace at which information is coming your way. It seems like we're always processing something new. And how does that steal away at this, at least an attitude of silence? Yeah, I mean, what, especially news. I mean, how much yes. news do you, I, I remember I, I read this one newspaper back in the early part of the American history. It said, we will print a newspaper every, every other day if, if news presents itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, I, what's really fascinating too, is like you pick up an old newspaper from like, like 50 years ago and you read it and you realize how little of that information is really important and how much yeah. it's all stayed the same. You know, it's what news is just a form of entertainment. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. we just have to see it's it's all it is is just another form of entertainment. Yeah, you, I got to say how much. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say I got to say that uh, anymore. You know, with the number of times a headline pops up on my phone and it's labeled breaking news. Now I remember back in the day when you'd be watching your television shows at night or something like that, and then there'd be a a cut in right and. A, this yeah. just you know breaking news, and oftentimes it was something of pretty major import that was that was coming in at that time. But now I get half a dozen or a dozen <laughs> pop ups a day that say breaking news, and I get tired yeah. of looking at them because it, this isn't breaking news. This doesn't make any difference in my life. Yeah, John F. Kennedy is shot breaking news. Right, yeah, exactly. Back in the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, and you don't need to know that stuff. I mean, that's people come to me all worried about the Senate and about that. Look, does it affect your life? Has it changed anything what you do in the morning? I mean, just just let go of it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking today with our with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, about creating space for silence. Do you find it difficult to embrace silence, or is it something that you'd like to factor more in into your life? Do you seek to fill every moment of your day? Do you find yourself doing that, even if you're not necessarily intentionally doing it? Or are you drawn to silence? How and where do you find silence in the midst of your busy world? Love to hear from you and take some of your tips and encouragement for our listeners as well. Give us a call at our toll-free studio line, 888-914-9149, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. That number again is 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. Father, going back to one of the uh, one of the themes that you've already brought up, and this was actually this features throughout Pope Benedict XVI's remark, as I was saying, remarks as I was saying at this Carthusian monastery, he says, uh, "In the silence, man is exposed to reality in his nakedness." So, I mean, how true is that? That we are maybe avoiding silence because, like you said, in the midst of the silence, we're kind of forced to take some personal inventory. Yeah, I think. The main problem that most people have is the inability to accept reality as it really is. Mm. You know, accept the reality of who they are, the reality of their environment. Those two things have to be brought into focus. And we prefer, and, and, and that's the focus, and that's the reason for our anger, for our anxiety, for unsettledness, is we just, we're just having a hard time accepting the world as it really is, and, and you are as who you really are as a person. And, you know, that's why you, you go to a monastery, you really talk to a monk, you know, things don't disturb them, mm. you know, you know, that's what St. Teresa said, let nothing disturb you, right? Yeah. But Padre Pio said, you know, the pray, hope, and don't worry. And this comes from accepting the world as it really exists. And that means you have to let go of all this noisy distraction that we have and just really be at home with who you are as a person, be at home with the environment in which you live in. And I then it, that comes at being home with your relationship with God. Mm. And that requires self-reflection and silence. And and most people are distracted from that. They just want to be thinking of something else right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, silence is definitely um, something that's needed in this world of distractions in which we live. 
Well, let's start. I want to get into, of course, like you said, a little bit later on in the program about um, how do we, what do we do in the silence? But f- let's start with creating that space, creating a space for silence in our lives. I mean, what are some practical tips that we, we can say we can factor into our scheduled times of silence? And then what do we do with ourselves once we get there? Yeah, I would, the, the first thing that you could start doing right now is I would say start um, ending your day in silence and starting the day in silence. In other words, have a time when you're just, I'm, I'm done with the television, I'm done with uh, the internet, I'm done with the phone, um, you know, at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock or whatever, I'm just done with all that. And so the last part of my day is silence. That, you know, you're sitting there and you're getting ready to go to bed. And you're like, well, maybe I'll check the news once or I'll just, you know, see if I get any new emails or I'll, yeah. maybe I'll just play this little video game. That little time just before, no, that's a little time just to connect with our Lord, you know, to, to uh, say a few prayers and, and, and go to bed thinking of eternal things. Um, and so they say whatever, you, whatever you're thinking about the last hour of your day is, is, what you, is what keeps you up, is what you're agitating on over the night. I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of, spiritually it kind of makes sense. So anyway, at the end of the day, just put that stuff away. And then the beginning of the day, I mean, I, I'm always shocked by this. I mean, how many of us really need to know what the weather is? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know we, yep. we walk into our car, you know, in the garage, you know, we drive to another garage, you know, it's, you would think that we were all going on 10 mile hikes through the wilderness to pick up the milk or something. Right. Right. You know, and so, so in other words, when you get up, you don't need to know the news right away. You don't need to know the weather right away. You don't need to check your email. Just get up in the morning and just stay in that silence. You know, get ready for the day in silence. And then ideally, while you're still in silence, spend some time in prayer. So that morning prayer before you've started the day is is um, is just so important. And, and, you know, it takes a while to build up to that because you, most people think they're wasting time and they got so much important things they have to do. But, you know, ideally, every Christian... I mean, and every Christian needs to be spending a half hour with our Lord Jesus in silence every morning. First thing that they're doing before they turn on any um, electronic device Mm -hmm. uh, other than their watch to see what time it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that I would say that's the goal for all of our listeners here. And, And you can get there. It'll take work. But once you get there, you'll be a happier person. You'll be a less stressed person. And you'll be a better person for your family. Now, drilling down into that a little bit further, Father, so there, there's definitely, I mean, obviously there's wisdom in that to, to take that half hour a day right at the beginning of the day to spend with the Lord in prayer. But um, I may be off on this, but it seems to me that even then um, we can we can just kind of mechanically go through whatever it is that our prayer routine is, whether that's saying the rosary or the liturgy, the hours or whatever it may be. And I'm, I'm pointing the finger right back at myself here and, and not at anyone else here, but, uh, but even and then we need to make sure that there's time for some reflection, some meditation, some contemplation. It seems like that is a healthier way of going about it. In in addition to whatever the prayer, prayer routine that we have currently established, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I take um, seminarians to Rome every year for uh, for a little program, and um, part of the program is just teaching them how to be in silence. Mm. And a lot of them do a holy hour, you know, and the, and you know, it's famous by a, 
folding sheet, you know, do the holy hour. And, but a lot of times, as you just were alluding to, your holy hour is just filled with noise. You know, yeah. I read this book, I, you know, I say these prayers. And, and you know, it's, not, it's good noise. You know, it's noise you want. But in the end, you're never just really entering into silence. So the goal is for that half hour just to put the books away, put your prayers away, and just to sit there with, with God. And maybe you might use a book, you know, just a little bit here and there just to kind of center you a little bit. Like you might have some phrase from scripture or, or you know, a, a little, you know, you did some lectio. So there's a little Bible scene that you have. And maybe you have to go back to the Bible just to reread the scene quick, just to refocus yourself. Sure. But, but you know, the goal is to put all of that away and just to enter into pure contemplation with God. Just your heart, just in the presence of God. Mm. And a lot of beautiful things happen there. And because you're used to things happening in some noisy, verbose way, you think nothing's happening. That's because you're just not used to being in silence with God. Mm-hmm. So is it, when, I'm just curious, when you, when you do, when you take these, these uh, seminarians over to Rome and you're teaching them how to be in silence, is that, is that kind of the coaching that you give them? I mean, do you put them in the adoration chapel um, or is it factored in in other ways into their lives as well? think we may have lost father that that's all right we're just bumping up against a break anyway so um, we're talking today about creating space for silence and we had a little bit of silence right there but uh, our spiritual director today is father eric nielsen we'll get him back on the line he's the administrator of the four parishes in janesville wisconsin if you have trick tips and and suggestions on how you factor in silence into your life when and where you do that how you do that we would love to hear from you at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We'll take a little bit of our first break here, and we'll come back with more of Creating Space for Silence with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you are in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at relevantradio.com slash forester. I can't get no sleep in this noisy street. I've got to move. I've got to move. I've got to find me a quiet Welcome back to The Inner Life. We're talking about creating space for silence today with our spirit director, Father Eric Nielsen. Glad you could join us. And I'm hoping also that you can join us, the whole Relevant Radio team, live in Indianapolis at the National Eucharistic Congress. Relevant Radio is offering an easy, family-friendly travel experience thanks to Nativity Pilgrimage. So let's show up for Jesus together. You can find out more information about travel packages at relevantradio.com slash encounter. Again, that's relevantradio.com slash encounter. Well, Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director. As I said, we're talking about creating space for silence. If you have tips, give us a call at 888 How do you make room for silence in your life? Let's go to Pam, who's calling in from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Pam, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'll get you off speaker. You don't need to be on speaker. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yes, um, I had been through um, <clears throat> some uh, difficult trials. And excuse me, last summer I was, um, I told the Lord I needed to surrender everything I had, every fiber of my being, everything I had, I surrendered it all to him. And 
that really changed my life. And um, so now in the morning when I get up, um, I do feed my pets. Maybe I should put them on hold too, but the first thing I do is uh, do my devotions. Um, I use the USCCB um, um, website, and I listen, and I do the um, I listen to the, the video reflection. Um, and then at night, that's my special time. I can't wait to go to bed. Um, I have the TV on, but it's I have I listen to like thunder and rain, <laughs> which is very calming. But um, and then I just I just spend my time with God, praying and talking to Him, and I talk to Him like I would talk to you because that's how close I feel to him. And I do that every single night. And if I do get sleepy, I say, Lord, forgive me for being sleepy, but I'm going to talk to you until I get, you know, until I fall asleep. But I find that has really enriched my prayer life and my, my being, my well-being, my spiritual well-being, just making that time for him, you know, putting him first. That's how I feel like I'm putting him first. Well, that's great news, Pam. I don't think our Lord minds you at all falling asleep while you're talking to him, as long as you spend time with talking to him when you're not sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Pam, th- thank. great suggestion. I'm glad that it's been so fruitful in your spiritual life, too. Thanks for calling in and telling us about it, and we'd love to... Love to uh, continue to hear from all of our listeners who have great testimonies to give about how silence has played a key role in their spiritual lives. Our phone number is 888-914-9149. Well, Father, uh, again, going back to your bringing seminarians into the time of adoration, maybe this is something that, uh, again, um, well, may, do you find that they're uncomfortable with silence? Are they, are they, uh, are they, have already cultivated some times for silence in their own lives or do they typically tend to be, um, yeah, they need to learn how to do it. I think they need to learn how to do it. I think that their main problem is so much is they feel like they've, you know, they've got these prayers they got to do. I got to say the rosary. I got to do my bravery. I, I, you know, I got this novena that I'm doing and they're more comfortable with, with that type of prayer, you know, and, and which is fine. You know, that's how we begin to pray. We begin to pray by doing vocal prayers and doing them with love and doing them with attention and, and uh, they bring a lot of holiness in people's lives, and so I'd say most of them are just most are are mostly comfortable with that, and that's what they fill their holy hour with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, it's changing. People are starting to see more and more the need just to do just real mental prayer. And I think seminarians and everybody else are hungering for this intimacy with our Lord. And you can't have intimacy with somebody if you're just always talk doing all the talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you need that. And little by little, they, they start to um, appreciate the uh, silence. And once, once they, I think that's one of the greatest gifts of the program is just really teaching seminarians how to enter into deep mental prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to learn it because we're in Rome and there's so many distractions. There's so many things they want to do. And, but uh, if you can learn how to pray on a, in a certain sense on a six-week program in Rome, you, you, can, you can pray anywhere. Well, actually, now that you bring that up, Father, I mean, we've we've talked some about already if there's a if there's something that uh, people might be afraid of entering into the silence because they're afraid to, you know, again, do that personal inventory. But another fear might be, I don't know if it's a fear, but it might be an agitation that, like you were just saying in Rome with these seminarians, that there's we're missing out on something. Something's going on that we're not part of that we want to be part of. Um, what might we do to kind of overcome that temptation as well and just say, no, this is where I need to be right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, FOMA. Yeah, the fear of missing out. Yeah, so, right. Here's the thing. 
the only thing that you don't want to miss out in your life is your salvation. Mm, <laughs> the second point. thing you don't want to miss out is your holiness. And what's ever going here on earth, what's ever going on on earth, whatever party, whatever whatever football game, whatever's going on, it's going on in heaven at a lot better, deeper, funner level. You know, mm. heaven is not a place of everybody sitting on their hands. It's, mm. you know, our God is a God of act. He's pure act, as Thomas would say. So there's excitement in heaven. I mean, yeah. and um, I mean, it's not the type of excitement that we think is exciting because we're kind of juvenile in our desire for excitement. Hmm. So um, you're not, I never, you know, when I traveled Europe, I always, I never took a camera and I always said, you know, I said, you know, God has all the pictures for me up in heaven. And when I get there, I can look at them. Huh. So yeah. the most important part of your life is, you know, the sinner, there's a great lines in, in um, scripture, the, the sinful man lives half his days. Mm -hmm. And what that points out is in order to appreciate the time that you have, in order to appreciate things, you just, the more spiritual you are and the more you know God, the more you appreciate just the little things that happen during the day. Um, just small little things that happen in nature that happens with, with people. And, um, and those are the things, that, these big flashy things, they come and they go. But um, things that are really deeply moving are just more subtle. And if you're not living a spiritual life, you miss them. You don't even see them. And maybe the, one of the ways of putting that, Father, then, if, you're, if we're serious about practicing silence, one of the things we might be expected to see as fruit in our life is, is an increased attentiveness. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And teach attentiveness. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Your yeah. ears and your, your heart and your... And your mind are more open to the beautiful things that God gives you every day. And, um, I mean, who's really experiencing life more? You know, you might think, well, that peasant, you know, back in the 12th century is living a boring life. But, you know, that peasant's in nature and just looking at the beautiful things that God's giving him every day. He's appreciating the, the warmth of the friends that he has and the funny, little th the funny little things that happen every day. And, you know, some guy that's, you know, just looking at a flat screen all day at the, these these visual things that just come and go. I mean, that doesn't leave any, I mean, who's really enjoying their life more? Who's really living their life more? Mm. Um, yeah, very good. Let's take another phone call. Judy is calling in from Birmingham, Alabama. Hello, Judy. Thank you for calling into the inner life. Fine. Good morning. I just wanted to share what I learned and was taught um, many years ago when I started a prayer life. The importance was first, like father said, getting up early and giving our first time to God. And I was taught that if you do this early of a morning, um, you do it before the monkeys in your mind wake up. Keep the monkeys at bay. And if you do it early in the morning, you do it while the monkeys are asleep. Secondly, yeah. I was taught always have a small sacred space. It doesn't have to be big or elaborate. If you live in an apartment, perhaps a windowsill with an icon and a candle. For me, it was a small nightstand in my bedroom with a, an icon and candles. And I was taught to do that every day. And originally it was like the liturgy of hours, but he said, start with 10 minutes a day when you're not used to prayer. And then over time, uh, one can build up, you know, as I have done. And you have more time for our Lord in the morning and the last thing was that if you make the time for the prayer, you'll be able to do other things. It won't be 
well, you have to be busy. Well, you can be busy and fruitful if you take that time for God first thing in the morning. And that's what I wanted to share. Thank you very much. Yeah, very wise words. Here's the thing, too, about taking time on prayer, especially silent prayer, because as soon as you, as soon as you start spending time in silence, especially moms, you know, a, a thousand things that you think you need to get done are going to suddenly show up. And but people that do it, they get more done. It's amazing. You, your day becomes more productive. You become more efficient. You you learn to let go of things that you shouldn't be doing. You tend to do first things first. You stop putting things off. Um, it's uh, that's the advantage. Yeah. Of prayer. I think that 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 needs to be underscored again. Judy, thank you for the call. Good, great testimony. Glad that, again, silence is being so fruitful in your own life. But that we really need to talk about that, too, Father, that uh, there certainly I've seen it in my life that, yeah, taking time for God, especially in those times of silence, being present with the Lord, it does increase our, our efficiency. It helps us to focus our lives, too. Yeah, you you get it does. You get much more done. I mean, how many things you go through the day? How much of your day was wasted just doing things that didn't amount to anything? And how many times did you go down rabbit holes, or you know, it just ended up in a dead end? Um, how many times did you have some? You know, sometimes you find yourself talking to somebody for two hours, and the conversation only needed to last fifteen minutes. All so, right. anyway. yeah. All right. Very good. Judy, thank you again for for that phone call. Again, if you have ways of cultivating silence in your life and if you have testimonies about how that has borne fruit in your relationship with the Lord, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Speaking of email, Father, an email came in that I, I think is worthy of some attention here. This is Jean writing in. She says, good afternoon, the area where I notice the lack of silence the most is at Mass, right after receiving the Lord. She says, we no longer have time to pray in silence after receiving Him. She says, I do love music, but wish we could have a time to quietly be with the Lord and not sing. So instead, I come to Mass at least half an hour before to have quiet time. What's your response to that one, Father? Well, awesome. If, if me playing music at communion time will get everybody to come a half hour before mass for quiet time. Yeah. I would play a lot of music at communion time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, I, I go back and forth with that. I don't know exactly, you know, the church at, at communion, which is us to sing a simple antiphon mm-hmm. that can be repeated over and over again. So it's not something that would, you know, be that distracting as much as it would just be a, a very simple thing to meditate on and help us, um, you know, enter more into the moment. Um, however, I, you know, I got sympathy with people where, you know, suddenly, you know, the, the, there's all this music playing and it kind of distracts you from the moment. So that's, yeah. I'll let the bishops figure out the best way to go there. <laughs> God, God love you for going a half hour before mass for that silence. I'm, I'm all over that. You know, one of the things that bothers me too while we're on that is, you know, I, I say the rosary every day. I love the rosary. Sometimes I pray three rosaries a day. Um, I, I'm just always, I never liked the rosary said either before Mass or after Mass. Huh, okay. Because, yeah, because I just, you know, you're you're you, you, like that woman, if, you know, you want to do a half-hour quiet prayer, and then you go there and people are praying the rosary. Well, I, I want quiet time with God in the front of the Blessed Sacrament. You know, I can say the rosary some other place. And then after Mass, you want time for a quiet Thanksgiving. And then suddenly, you know, people just jump into the rosary right away. 
And um, so I think as we get more and more into desiring silence, I think we'll find other times to pray the rosary in church than just before or after mass. Yeah. But for a lot of people, that's, I mean, the rosary is a great way to learn how to pray. And it's a great stepping stone to contempl to a contemplative life. So, you know, we, it's one of the churches here. They pray the rosary after mass. I've been here for, for four months. I'm not going to stop them anytime soon. <laughs> you know, they've been doing it for years. But, right, um, right. It's well, it's out there cool. now, Father. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Well, um, I and as long as we're on the topic of, of silence and mass, I think I've told this story before, but uh, before I was Catholic, I went to a Catholic wedding, and uh, I don't remember what part of the mass it was. Again, I was pretty unfamiliar with the mass at this point, but I do remember there being a, a distinctive pause when the celebrant sat down and there was a prolonged silence. I mean, and by prolonged, I mean, you know, maybe 30 seconds or something like that. But even in my, even in my mindset, what, where my mind immediately went was, uh Oh, somebody forgot that they're up next or something like that. I thought, okay, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, but then <laughs> it, it kind of hit me. No, no, he's offering silence, a time of silence. And I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing ever when I, when I encountered it. And so yeah. that's, I really do appreciate that when the celebrants can take a little bit of pause, a little bit of time to reflect. Let's go now to Ramon, who's calling in from Dayton, Ohio, in our new station there in Dayton. Ramon, thanks for calling, thanks for listening, and thanks for calling into the inner life. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I was uh, 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 meditating a little bit on uh, on the conversation before, and uh, you know, I just wanted to say that that silence is such a a challenge for us right now in our environments. You know, the external environment is designed to be anything but quiet and silent. And sometimes when we adjust that ex- external environment to, to be quiet, the more our brains start to kick in and become more noisy. And so it is a work in progress. And, uh, you know, there may be some, some resources, um, you know, uh, books or whatever uh, that, that could be helpful to folks in terms of how do you plan, you know, kind of those moments of silence. But if I had a, a recommendation to anybody would be to uh, be very gentle uh, with yourself, be realistic about what you can expect, and just uh, keep praying. And when you're tired of praying, pray some more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's Ramon. That's good. Good advice. Be gentle with yourself. I mean, you've got uh, prayer and the spiritual life in general. It's, 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 it's you know, it's work. And it's, it's a battle because we're affected by original sin, but it's not supposed to be painful. So, um, and so that it's like working in your backyard, you know, there's a difference between being sweaty and doing hard work. And, you know, I got a pain, I got to stop. I broke a bone or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you you kind of have to self-evaluate yourself and, uh, see where you're at, but you're always, it's, it's rarely is prayer, um, easy, you know? It can be, it becomes more comfortable. You come at peace with it. You love it. You want to do it more, but it's just, it's, it's rarely easy to do unless you're getting some sort of extraordinary grace from God that, um, not going to last, um, forever. Sure. Yeah. Ramon, great thoughts and a, and a good reminder, too, to be gentle with ourselves as we're becoming more and more accustomed to the silence. But that said, I think it is something that over time can really be something that we come to appreciate and even look for, which I think is what Mary has for us calling in from Brea, California. Mary, thanks for calling into the Inner Life. Good morning. Good 
Good morning. Um, hi, I just wanted to say that when my children were little, um, I had four little kids. I always kept that quiet time at one o'clock in the afternoon. I had my little altar, get my rosary in. Sometimes I fell asleep, but the, they all had their rooms and the babies would sleep, but they had to be quiet, read a book, no TV or anything. And the fruit of that was now they're in their 30s and they all have good faith lives. And I think getting them as young children made such a difference in their life to appreciate that quiet. It didn't, and, and I had to even watch myself, not get angry. It didn't have to be a certain way. Just let's go and have our quiet time. Half hour, sometimes it's an hour. And it, the fruit of it was beautiful. Wow, that is great advice. Yeah, just it's just teaching the children to be quiet with God for a while. That's fantastic. Yeah, and maybe staying on that theme too, Mary. I appreciate the suggestion, and it brings up a great, great conversation piece, Father. Which is um, how do we pass on a, a, an appreciation of silence to our kids? Yeah, that's. Um, I'm trying to do that here at the school. Mm. You know, just to bring the, the children over every day for a little just for a little silence in front of the Blessed Sacrament because things happen there. And, um, I mean, I don't think that's a hard thing for, I mean, most parents would appreciate a little, little silence in the house for a while. Right. So I don't know. I'm not a parent. I don't know the best. So I know. I think that the, um, the catechism of the good shepherd has figured out some good ways to, um, mm -hmm. to do that with children. And so I'm kind of looking forward to kind of get to know, to know that program a little bit better than I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would be open to any suggestions people have. All right. Well, there you go. There's an opening call. Mary has already started the started the conversation. If you have ways of introducing silence to your children, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Or if you have questions about how to enter into silence more deeply, if you'd like to share the fruits that silence has borne in your own walk with the Lord, please give us a call, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take our next break. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light, I split the night and the sound of silence. Welcome back to The Inner Life there. Little Simon and Garfunkel telling you about the sound of silence. We're talking about creating space for silence today. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Zentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engeser taking your phone calls today, along with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, the administrator of the four parishes in Janesville, Wisconsin. And just a reminder, we are nine days away from the month of November, which is the month of the holy souls in purgatory. And I think you know this, but they need our prayers because they can't pray for themselves. So pray for them. And pray for them with your nationwide community here at Relevant Radio. The annual Relevant Radio Holy Souls Novena is coming up November 2nd through the 10th. 
And you can go to relevantradio.com slash souls and enter up to 20 names of loved ones who have died. And we'll pray for those, and you can join in in praying for those in that novena, again, November 2nd through 10th. We'll pray for those at Daily Mass, the live-streamed Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 p.m. Central, and the Family Rosary Across America at 7 p.m. Central, all here on Relevant Radio. So again, that's relevantradio.com slash souls. Let's go back to the phones. Laura is calling in from El Paso, Texas. Laura, welcome. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for the Laura. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, you did very well, didn't you? I was very impressed with that. <laughs> Good morning, Father. Um, I I was listening to you guys, and, and uh, there is this, um, something that hit me. I started this journey with uh, silence every morning with my Lord, um, 4.30 in the morning, um, started in 2019. I started with my daily bread book, and it was suggested by Patrick Madrid. And um, I started having this little uh, need of um, having that connection more with him because I was away from the Catholic Church for for a long time. And... Um, 2020 got here and I was in my office, uh, home office, and I was I had an extra desk, and that was my my the desk that I dedicated to to my Lord. So and then I created my little corner, like the lady said earlier. Um, that's where I meet with him every morning. Um, I have coffee with him every morning, and I I try to to tell him even though he knows what I'm going through, um, what my needs, what my, you know, uh, thank him for everything. What I gained by doing all of this, um, by putting that little extra time when I started with 15 minutes, it ended up with an hour, an hour and a half, is that I noticed that every single time I am talking to him and I read my daily scriptures, he answers me through his scriptures. Um, it's very hard. It's very, very few times that I can say I didn't get anything. It's mm-hmm. always he always talks to me in in the scriptures, and and um, I read my four gospels in 2020, and um, I I just feel that if everybody starts with that, like you said, 10 minutes, 15 minutes with a little bit, you start needing him more and, and you change tremendously the way you see the world, the, the way you see yourself, you reflect on yourself more and you start seeing the Holy Spirit talking to you here and there. And it is, it's, I know that I have a long way to go, but I know that investing that time with him um, it changed my heart, myself, the way I see other people, and the way I see my 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 troubles and tribulations that that I have to face in life. So um, I agree totally um, with what you said. You know that that investing the time I go to daily mass. You know, try to go to one twice a week. My Sunday is is very um, is for him. And I started seeing him more as he is, he's my everything. And mm-hmm. um, and I thank you, all of you guys, because I started listening to Relevant Radio when he was the iHeart Radio. And then you guys can turn into this. Um, 
I give my, I evangelize my my friends and, and family with the daily bread because that's where I started my journey. Well, thank you very much, Father. I thank you. Um, you know, you said something that we were talking about earlier in the program, that in that silence, you learned more about yourself. You learned more about the environment in which you lived. Which, you know, that's that's we we need more of that. People, I'm surprised how many people just don't know themselves. Yeah. And we get, I mean, one of the things that Laura said there, too, is that there's, uh, there's an, uh, we talked about there being an attentiveness, an added attentiveness of one of the fruits of silence, but uh, also learning to hear and comprehend the Lord's voice in the midst of that. And I, I'm convinced that silence plays a role in that, Father. Yeah, absolutely. She said, too, that she's, you know, she, God speaks to her all the time in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not living a life of silence, you're not. You're just going to read scripture. It's, it's not going to come alive for you. It's not going to be a living text that speaks to you right in the here and now. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people don't enjoy mass. To tell you the truth, you know, even wow. though mass is the most important prayer that we have, unless you're willing to live in silence, you're you're not going to be able to just really understand the gifts that are given to you at mass and really appreciate the mass. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the the foundation, if you will, of our whole spiritual life in some ways and just being able to spend time in silence. Yeah. Yep. The cultivation of silence in our lives has many benefits, one of which being a growing appreciation for our Lord present to us, most especially in that most important prayer of the Mass. So thank you very much for that, Father. And Laura, thank you for the call. Let's go now to Amber calling in from Gladstone, Oregon. Amber, good morning. Glad to have you with us. Welcome. Hi. um, So mine is um, in regards to adoration. Um, When I was in adoration, I just was kind of one time asking the Lord, you know, Jesus, just asking, can I hear your voice just one time? And, um, and I, that's when I heard kind of that still small voice that people talk about, kind of just speaking to me internally. And if you don't spend time in silence, it's like, you can't, you can't hear that still small voice. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you heard it. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that's a great testimony, Amber, just to hear that, yeah, that's how we get to know the voice of the Lord. Father, lots of great calls coming in today about how they've seen fruits in their lives um, because of the practice of silence, the, the cultivation, the seeking out of silence, and then entering into that with a prayerful spirit. But I guess in our last few minutes here, I just want to talk a little bit that there are other activities that we can engage with that help kind of peel away, peel us away from the distractions, right? I mean, there's there's things that we can do that help us to maintain or at least grow an attitude and appreciation of silence outside of even just going to adoration, say, or spending time in prayer with the Lord. I'm thinking of things like physical activity, of turning off the phones, of doing some reading, those sorts of things. Any other suggestions you would have, Father? Yeah, I would say even, you know, when you're in your car, you know, just just you don't need to be listening to anything in the car. Just just turn it off and just be be alone with with the silence in your car as you're driving down the road. And even then, you know, if you're one of those drivers that's always in the left hand lane going 80 miles an hour, just make you know, you know, only at five minutes of the trip, I'll just park in the right hand lane here and just take this moment just to be quiet with my thoughts and you know have a little routine. Like you know, if you have a dog, I'm going to walk the dog, but I'm not going to take the earbuds with me. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to get rid of my earbuds for a week. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of ways to uh, just search for silence that's not necessarily 
Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then maybe instituting even uh, and going back to the family idea and, and uh, kids and that sort of thing, especially if your kids are old enough to have their own phones at this point, and maybe there's instituting some phone-free hours in, during the day, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you don't need it. Plus, too, even like a lot of times when I go to, like if I go to a restaurant, I'm going to meet people, I leave my phone in the car because I just don't want it to be a distraction for me while I'm, you know, in other words, maybe it's, not even finding silence, but just if you can just start cutting down the distractions, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to take my car into this group event, this party or whatever it is, or my phone. I mean, you're going to have to get your car. Away. You know, I'm not going to take my phone into this thing. I'm just going to cut. I'm just going to peel away, if you will, the, the levels of contact I have with other people via the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. There is a there is a sense of that disconnect that is necessary and that's a, a meaningful part of silence as well. That's saying that, yeah, we don't need to be connected to all these other things that are going on, all these and even even the friends that we have on social media. You know what? I don't I can go this hour without being connected to them. And in fact, it might actually do me some good as well as what I'm thinking. Yeah, just like or you know, a Sunday. I'm just gonna go to church. I'm not gonna bring my phone with me and I'm just only gonna stay connected with the people that I'm that I actually see in front of my face. You know, yeah. those, are, those are the only people I want to talk to today. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, okay, so this is a little bit of testimony for me personally, is that um, if I do carry my phone into Mass, which I, I do, <laughs> but um, I'll always put it on Do Not Disturb, and uh, and I will say this. I can't re- ever remember a time doing that that I have ever come back to my phone and thought, "Oh my gosh, I've missed this very, very important thing." <laughs> <laughs> never. It's never happened, Father. Uh, well, yeah. Well, um, thank you, Father, for being our spiritual director today. As we're talking about um, creating a space for silence and uh, making that an intimate part of our relationship with the Lord, getting to know, as our callers have said, the voice of the Lord, and um, and really taking some time to do some personal inventory as well. Just being the beloved in the in the presence of the lover, and that is a wonderful gift that we have each been given with the opportunity to be silent. Father, we've reached uh, the time when we would ask for your blessing, please. But again, thank you so much for being our spiritual director today. Maybe I should give my blessing complete silence. (laughs) (laughs) Dead air on the radio is not always a great thing, though, Father. uh, One last thing. When you guys go on retreat, turn off your phones. Don't leave your phones on while you're on retreat. Anyway, may a blessing of my God through your session, blessing of Jim Mary, come down upon all our listeners today. May, through God's grace, find a deep relationship with our Lord through the silence they have in their life. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Well, if you know somebody who could stand something better to listen to than some of the distracting noise that's around them, go to innerlife. Or excuse me, relevantradio.com slash innerlife and share this show with others. Tomorrow on the program, we're talking about the importance of Catholic education with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. Until then, grace and peace.